1: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. You know, Congressman Waltz announced yesterday he's going to uh, introduce an authorization for the use of military force against the cartels. I think that's a great idea. What do you think about that, Mr. Vice President?
2: Well, these these transnational uh uh, drug <clears throat> syndicates that have now evolved into a massive human trafficking operation uh, exploiting uh, people driving this incredible crisis at our southern border have to be have to be confronted I'm, I'm a big fan of Congressman Walz I appreciate uh, him calling attention to that Look, a nation without borders is not a nation uh, we've, got, we've got to recognize and, and I know President Biden is down in Mexico, as we speak, he's having a summit of the Americas down there with uh, Canadian leadership and Mexican leadership. But but uh, the reality is that uh, the, these cartels represent an extraordinary uh, danger to the American people, the flow of narcotics, uh, the human trafficking, uh, as well as uh, as perpetrating the violence that they do against any opposition, uh, not only in Mexico and in the region. So I think think some response, uh, renewed energetic response uh, in in the years ahead is called for focusing on these these cartels that are exploiting uh, the misery of people south of our border and creating heartache and loss uh, in virtually every community in this country.
1: Now, I haven't seen the Waltz uh, language yet on the proposed AUMF, uh, A-U-F-F, Authorization for, AUMF, Authorization for the Use of Military Force. Obviously, you'd consult with our ally before doing that. But in, in principle, would you have any objection to coordinating attacks on cartel headquarters with U.S. military sources if Mexico is on board?
2: Well, I, I mean, I think, you know, you put your finger on it. To me, it's got to be a multilateral response in in the region i mean we we have every right in this country uh... work with our allies and and confront you look at everywhere i traveled over the last two years and you know i was on the campaign trail a whole bunch i've been on this book tour for uh... about a a month and a half is there is no community in this country that isn't impacted by the flow of fentanyl the flow of illegal uh... drugs and also by the by you know, by these these criminal gangs that are being fueled uh from south of our border. And I, I I really do believe that an energetic commitment, marshalling not only the resources of the United States but of our allies to confront these cartels and isolate them uh economically uh and, and be prepared to take such action to protect uh the interests of the United States is in order.
1: Oh, mr vice president and so help me god we spent a lot of time talking about this when we first interviewed you you were yeah, not only a member of the house you were the um the chairman of the conference like elise Stefanik is now and you invited me right. and you're very kind to come address i need the conference i think the conference has got together and figure out what the message is on the debt limit because we can't ask for the world we can't ask for six or seven things we being republicans We've got to focus on what is the ask. I think it ought to be we're not going to open up the debt limit until you close down the border. But Tom Cotton said, no, it's normally debt. What do you think the message should be and how ought it to be formed so that it's effective messaging into a hostile
0: media?
2: Well, I, look, I mean, we, we, the Congress has an obligation to ensure the full faith and credit of the United States. Right. Hugh? Nobody understands that or articulates it quite as well as you do. So we've we got to pay our bills. Right, but I do think that the the new Republican majority, which is a conservative majority, I'm proud to say, um, ought to seize this opportunity uh, to to secure a, a, a significant step, uh, whether it be on the economy, uh, whether it be on, I know they took action against these eighty seven thousand IRS agents last night, but whether whether it be on the on the economy. Undoing this gusher of spending, this driving inflation, whether it be demanding action uh, on the border. I mean, I love what Greg Abbott said when when uh, when Biden uh, lands for his uh, one and only border visit in the last two years, and he, he he told the press afterwards, he said, "Well, remember this crisis at the border, millions of people coming across the southern border, it, is not uh, is nothing short of a result." of what Joe Biden has done it's because he undid the winning successful policies of the Trump Pence administration that secured the border and reduced illegal immigration by 90%. So I think you use it as leverage uh to to drive an outcome but the backdrop is we we do have to pay our bills. We do have to we do have to ensure the full faith and credit of the United States. I'm confident that they will do that. The one thing they should not do <laughs> Uh, and I'm confident they won't, is, is set into motion the kind of uh, defense cuts that uh, would would send precisely the wrong signal to the world uh, at a time when the world's becoming more dangerous virtually by the hour.
1: And, and so the, the specifics, since you know the House well, I'd love to get your assessment of the new speaker, yep. Kevin McCarthy, and I'd like to know... Does the conference help form the message, or does the message on the debt limit come from the Budget Committee and the leadership?
2: Well, I, I think it's number one on Kevin McCarthy. You know, as I said to you on the broadcast a month and a half ago, and I said early in the, the, the vote process uh, last week, uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy uh, is going to lead that conservative majority with skill, uh, with integrity, and with conservative principles. I have no doubt in my mind. I, I was on that leadership team 12 years ago when, uh, when Kevin McCarthy was just getting started in his career. He is a, um, not only a good man, but he's a good leader. He, his efforts in the last two years, uh, more than any other member of Congress, uh, secured us a new conservative majority in the Congress of the United States, and I know that he'll lead well. Uh, I will tell you, I'm, I'm going to be in Washington this week. I'm going to be meeting with a number of the new members. And uh, we'll be talking about simply, you know, getting back to the basics. You know, my foundation in Washington minted what we call the Freedom Agenda. Yep. Uh, people can read about it at advancingamericanfreedom.com. Uh, I, I think, you know, the the agenda that was minted from Reagan to Trump uh, is is the agenda that uh, this, this new conservative majority in the House of Representatives ought to be fanning out. They ought to flood the zone. They ought to advance on every quarter uh, and fiscal policy, cultural policy, foreign policy. And I have every confidence
1: they will. Now, Mr. Vice President, I've got to talk to you about President Biden's papers. At the time, he was vice president when he took papers that were classified right. with him. And now we have a special counsel appointed to look into presidential candidate Donald Trump's papers. And we have uh, the very same issue being sent off to the U.S. attorney in Chicago. How do you explain that double standard? Are they protecting the president, President Biden, from the same sort of prosecutorial focus and resources that are being directed against uh, your partner in governing former President Trump? Is it is it in your it shocks me. What does Mike Pence think about it?
2: Well, I, as I said last summer, when the, the, the home of a former president of the United States you know was raided by FBI agents, that I, I was deeply troubled by that action at the time, and this double standard is just as troubling. You know there's that old saying that if, if they didn't have double standards, they have no standards at all. And Hugh, this is whether it be the, the administration or whether it be the media papering over this. Look, it was it was a massive overreach by the FBI, a massive overreaction this summer uh, to execute a search warrant at the personal residence of a former president of the United States. And, and I said so. Um, but having now created that standard and now abandoned uh, that standard when the current president of the United States uh, is found to have had classified documents uh, in his possession after leaving office. I, I think it, it just—I uh, I have no words right now. It's just incredibly frustrating to me. But the the original sin here was the the massive overreach. You know, I served on the Judiciary Committee for uh, the better part of eleven years in the Congress of the United States, and and I, you know, and I believe the rank and file of 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 the FBI are some of the best men and women in this country, but the decision by the senior leadership of the Justice Department to execute a search warrant against a former president of the United States uh, was wrong. Uh, it was an overreach, uh, and, and, I, and, and as that, uh, that special counsel goes forward, I've said before I, ho- I hope they take a half step back and think very deeply before taking any action against a former president of the United States in terms of the message that sends uh, to the world, the message that sends uh, to the people of this country, the divisive uh, nature of that. But there's an old saying in the Bible that what you you sow, you reap. And I couldn't help but think that uh, headline yesterday was an example of the truth of that proverb.
1: I want the American people to understand when I'm talking with you, I'm not— I think this is all nonsense. Every every former president ends up with the mix-up in the papers. It just happens. Nevertheless, if you're going to appoint a special counsel, you had to deal with Robert Mueller and Andrew Weissman and all those people as detailed and So Help Me God. I do not understand for the life of me how the same issue for people who are both running for president, Biden and Trump, does not end up with the same special counsel. And you know special counsels are different from U.S. attorneys. They have unlimited authority, unlimited budget, right. and no, no right. oversight. I think it's egregious that it did not go, the Biden Papers matter did not go to Jack Smith. What do you think?
2: Uh, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Look, um, there's equal treatment in the law is at the very center of the expectation of the American people yes. and of our history and our tradition, and um, and and to your point, this does not represent the appointment. What did it, what it, the Biden administration said they were going to tap a, um, either someone appointed in the Trump administration to take a look at it, while uh, while while President Trump faces down a special counsel, and I, it, it, you're right, it, it's deeply troubling to me. But again, it was it. The action last summer was wrong. here. Yes. <laughs> and I said so. And it's now, you know, the, the reality is that uh, uh, that now that they you know, they uh, what what they what they have unleashed uh, now is has the threat of coming back on them. But the willingness of the national media to just turn up, uh, turn away and turn a deaf ear to the Biden and uh, to disclosures that that the. Uh, that when Vice President Biden left office, he left with classified documents as well. Uh, uh, it just shows you, it, 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 like I said before, if they didn't have double standards, they'd have no standards at all.
1: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.